Back on the mics. Here we are. I haven't got a mic, actually. I don't actually, it's something I think I feel like I need. If we're gonna if we're gonna do this podcast thing properly, I need you know what I mean? I need like one of them things that like dangles down in front of me. I've got one, but he's not even plugged in because <laughs> I was like I thought we were professionals. We we are, mate, but here's the thing, right? With this, people are still getting the message loud and clear. We're still helping them, and that's that's enough, isn't it? Well, I, do we, I, I mean, <laughs> you know what? I haven't actually listened to them back to know if we actually sound tinny. I did like at the start, but it was like, was it Ben that said to us, our, um, you know, media man, if you like? And he, yeah, but he, let, he, let's, he, be, he, let's be fair. Ben I mean, Mark's setup is different, bro, different gravy compared to ours, isn't it? So he's going he's gonna to be like we, that. We just need to put some pillars in, in our offices. And, you it know, was a duvet, wasn't it? It's a duvet. That was it. He said, lie a duvet on the floor. Well, ne- next week, I'll be duvet behind me. You'll have it wrapped around you. Cool. Well, look, I mean, as always, uh, thanks to, to those of you that obviously tuned in, listened. Last week, we are back with some uh, some nice, uh, well, actually, we've got uh, some big points. And we're also going to cover some stuff that me and Chris have been going through this week with our clients, something that stands out for me. So hopefully it's going to be really enjoyable. And you're going to, yeah, you're going to you're going to make your way through this one as well. That's if you want to listen to us rant away, you know. Well, I was going to, I was, I was going to ask how your week was, mate, because I've got, I've got something that I need to share with you. I need to get this off my chest. Can I get my bit off my chest first? You get you, but you get your bit off your chest yeah. first. Let, let's do this. Really let's do this first. Let's yeah. let the people know about the important stuff first, yeah. and we'll get on to the the secondary yeah. stuff in a bit. Get on to the big stuff. Hey, that's like a cliffhanger. That that's keeping people listening. You know, uh, um, we're not we're not that clever about cliffhangers. We're not. Yet. <laughs> Definitely not thinking about it. <laughs> no, I think I mean week wise, obviously naturally in terms of stuff that we're doing like you know people will maybe be aware now we are obviously moving our training apps like we've just been speaking about before this so a couple of late nights but the big point i actually wanted to bring up was uh, after a fantastic catch-up call with one of my clients uh on monday actually right at the start of the week so this is a huge huge takeaway for so many people and it might actually come a little bit too late because by the time this is released, we're going to be middle of January. Chances are loads of you have returned to gyms and training, right? And <laughs> this client had actually been away, been away for a month and basically come back. They'd done a little bit, but nothing really major, but they hadn't been in a gym, okay? They then went back to the gym and they went three days in a row, okay? That's not necessarily the bad thing here, okay? They went three days in a row, and they pushed themselves to some extreme limits, trying to lift what they had lifted previously. Now, the first thing to make you aware of as you're listening to this is that the human body roughly has a reversibility ratio of four to one. So if you train for four weeks, miss a week, you go back to where you were at the start, week one. Vague, vague numbers. This client, bear in mind, hadn't trained for a month, okay, in a gym. So that's four weeks. So you can do the maths on the reversibility there, okay, effectively putting them 16 weeks back. The important thing behind this is that when you don't train consistently, your body's tolerance starts to drop, uh, starts to drip, starts to drop. Okay. Your tolerance is when you train consistently, your body can recover more optimally. Okay. You can actually push yourself that little bit harder. Your body is basically in a more effective and efficient place to be able to manage the workload that you're putting through it. Simple as that. So if you have time off and then you try and come back in at the same level as where you left off, you will do exactly what this client did and absolutely cripple yourself. Okay. The message was like, I have extremely severe DOMS, Rob, you know, and the question was, 
done three sessions in a row and it was like i've got extremely severe doms rob should i train again tomorrow to get my four sessions in this week i was like i went and looked at the program i was like hell no I was like, you just had a month off. You've done three sessions trying to match what you did prior to this, okay, which has put you in absolute bits, okay? And then you're asking, should I train again tomorrow? The answer is no, okay, because your body needs time to build that tolerance back up. So whenever you have time out of the gym, because I'll be honest, naturally it happens, okay? <laughs> whenever you go back in, you ideally want to push yourself, to be honest, it's about a six or seven out of 10 effort level. Ideally, say towards like a seven. So you end up with like a mild ache. You know, you're aware that you've done a workout, but it's not affecting day-to-day -day life, okay? And this was the comment that I left the client with. I said, the art of training is to condition yourself, not to fuck yourself up, okay? That literally anybody can fuck you over, anyone, okay? Whether they're qualified, not qualified, doesn't matter. Anyone can fuck you over. But the art of it is to actually condition yourself. So if you've had time out, you must slowly allow your body time to build up that tolerance. So week one, you might push yourself to a six or seven out of 10. Week two, you might go more for like the seven to seven and a half out of 10. Week three, then you might be back pushing like the eight or nine. The tolerance has built up, you're consistent. The aches are starting to ease now. And now you're starting to get back into the cycle of things. But you do not go back in, in week one, like that, obliterate yourself because the risk of injury will be through the roof. And like I said, the severity on how it affects your life, you won't be able to sit down on the toilet. You probably won't be able to wash your hair. You will have such severe DOMS, which is muscle soreness, that literally you will, I mean, you won't enjoy life, right? We've had severe doms, haven't we, Chris, both of us, and it is not pleasant. And it is definitely not a great way to train, right? It's not. And you know what makes, it makes me laugh when you hear people, oh, you know what, I've not got dums. I've got dums. Dums, have you not got dums? Not got dums, mate. I ain't got dums. Send me, send me some dums. I want some of them. I don't know what, I don't know what dums are, but we'll figure it out. Um, dums. It, dums. I'll start, I'll start this again. Shall, should, we, should we explain what DOMS are? But obviously, I've said muscle let, Let's just stop the podcast from. here and restart it. I'll go and get go the on. words right, and then we'll come back. Um, no, the DOMS, delayed on... Can't fucking see. <laughs> delayed onset muscle soreness. Oh, he's here. He's here. There we go. But it's, this, is the, this is the thing that makes me laugh, is when people, individuals, assign that as a successful training session. Yep. And if they don't get DOMS, they're like, oh, fucking hell, I've not trained hard enough. That was a shit session. Yeah, and they, the, the whole definition of success on that session goes down to whether they feel the DOMS the next day or the day after. Now, yes, all right, it's a signal that you've trained hard. Congratulations, well done. But it's not the, the definition of success of that session. So that's really important to know. Um, but yeah, it's... Um, it's it's something that's that especially so your your example here is is obviously after a break from training with with an individual that has trained for a good number of years now I'm gonna say eighteen months yeah, at least with you well no he's he's been that individual that we're talking about has been with us I would say just over twelve months just yeah. over but a good amount of time good amount yeah, of time he's not a newbie anymore that's my point so he's not <laughs> he's not necessarily getting the the newbie gains or the the doms that essentially a beginner would get. Because yeah, essentially, yeah. it's a quite a big shock to the system the moment you start putting, you know, external force on the body that it's not used to. So the DOMS in the early period, if you are a beginner and you, you know, it's January, so there'll be a lot of you that will have either re-signed up to the gym after maybe 
three, four, five years of a break or, or even six months, let's say, yeah. you will feel DOMS more so in the first one, two, three weeks than you will do after maybe six, seven, eight weeks of training because exactly like you said, Rob, you, you know, body's built that tolerance. So, um, yeah, if if you are a beginner and you have just started training and you listen to this and you're thinking, Jesus Christ, my body is like in shutdown mode because it just can't deal with all of this, then listen to your body. Make sure that you're recovering, giving yourself the rest time that you need. And that's another, that's another thing that, that annoys me. We'll get onto that um, <laughs> in terms of like rest and recovery. But um, but yeah, it's it's to be expected in the early stages, but not always, not always. Just as I think, well, some some muscle soreness is to be expected, right? But yeah. not not severe. Yeah, not not extreme. And that's I think that that links into something that we covered a way 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 back now, which is obviously. It's that thing of going from zero to 100. And some people, by the way, might be listening to this going, hang on, if he's been with you like 12 months, how come he doesn't understand this? Because he'd never had a break to this extent and he'd never come back with the level of motivation as to what he had here. Uh, so this example had never come up. Because remember, like for us guys as coaches, to anyone out there who's listening to this and you know you have a coach, this is the art of communication. If he hadn't have put this into his communication tab, you know, with me that we have on a weekly basis, I would never have questioned it. I would have just seen he's done three workouts and gone, great, you know, like off he goes. But because he communicated that, I was like, whoa, 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 that, that instantly got the alarm bells ringing for me to be able to go, hang on a minute, what is he doing? And then pulling it up. But I think, you know, tolerance is a huge, huge subject. People don't realize that the body builds up tolerance, right? They don't, or they don't think about it. And, you know, well, it goes without saying, doesn't it? That like you said, like the more tolerance the body builds up, the the more it can actually deal with the workload that's going through it. But, you know, an individual that jumps back in, you know, for example, like that client, uh, you know, or anyone else that goes from zero to 100, if you haven't trained for any period of time, the level of stress that goes through your central nervous system, okay, because it is not used to it, is astronomical. And, you know, you will cause severe damage. And that isn't to scare you away from training. That's just to say, go back into training, but just ease yourself back in. And when I say ease yourself back in, no, I don't mean go and pick up the one kilogram dumbbells and do an effort level of one out of 10. Okay. We still want the effort level to be there. We still want to be able to feel that we've worked, but we don't want to be pushing ourselves to failure or extreme levels of effort where we're literally, you know, busting through because you will hurt yourself. And, you know, and it will do more harm than good. Uh, so the blessing is obviously that client managed to um, have the chat with me. Uh, now he's got full understanding over it. I can guarantee you he will never, ever do it again. Um, and he then obviously, you know, thank God, took two rest days, recovered, then has gone back in. And now he's, he's back into the flow of things this week, which is, you know, fantastic. But it's definitely a big point to bring up, isn't it? Uh, the key message is just don't fuck yourself over, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Con condition yourself. Don't fuck yourself over. Yeah, because you I, th I think if, if people get that into their mind that when you train, it is about conditioning, not writing yourself off. And I think the message again behind that is, if you condition yourself and you you're making progress, training is way more enjoyable. If you fuck yourself over day in day out, session in session out, you are very unlikely to sustain or enjoy that for any period of time. And that is why so many people, again, do training for a short period of time because they go literally all guns blazing, go, Jesus Christ, they end up exhausted, injured, whatever it is. And they go, I can't sustain this in the drop off. So another big reason why people stop, right? Yeah. And I think that there's, there's also, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll get on to, um, 
information that's out there and available and and you know whether it's instagram or youtube or whatever platform you desire um you know you, you could see for example let, let, let's let's use bodybuilders for example and you could you know you could follow the likes of chris bumstead or ryan terry or the you know steve cook these these guys who for the for those that don't know they're like you know the top end elite bodybuilders in the world you could follow them on youtube and they go right this is this is the training split that i'm doing here's a here's an upper pull session or a chest and shoulders workout go go and do this and then go and do you know legs with a quad focus then do you know hamstrings the next day and it's like so particular yet people will look at it and go right that's what i'm going to do so like, you are not a bodybuilder we are not bodybuilders we would never do that kind what? of training split our Wait, program would not you're, say, you're, you're on you're on the cusp aren't you you're on the cusp <laughs> like it just so it and that, that, that information's out there and yes like you know follow follow these people and and whatever if you want to aspire to be that one day then then great good for you but you there'll be a lot of things that you need to be be laying the foundations for now and probably doing things that you don't really want to be doing um and that, that's for another day but there's information out there and you you know you could you maybe that maybe that's a, a really extreme it doesn't even necessarily need to be people like that but you could be following someone on instagram that's like right you need to be exercising every day or you know they've they've got a yeah you know a six pack or you know bikini body and you're looking at them going right well i follow them on their stories they're training every day so i have to train every day it's like no they're getting paid and endorsed by these big companies to do that to get you to double tap the next time they put a workout out that's you know sponsored by my protein or nike or you know gymshark that, yeah. I mean, we've, we've touched upon this loads yeah. but bringing it right back is that you have to look at you and your situation. And we, we, again, we always say this, but people don't do it. People don't do it. Like no. your, 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 your client example there is like, he's not trained for a month. And there's almost like this expectation of, right, I'm just going to jump back in and do exactly what I was doing before. It's okay. And it's, it's not about, you know, going in and, and lifting the same weights you were doing before. It's just re-familiarizing yourself with the environment, with the weights. And like you, you could do... 70% of the session that you were doing before and get back up to speed really quickly. Yeah. Couldn't you, really? Yeah, yeah. You could, you could do, let's say, for example, previously, your first two exercises, you were doing four sets. You could just do three sets. Yeah. And the other, the other stuff where it's going to be down to three sets, you could just do two sets for the first workout for that first week. And, and like you said as well, with the weights as well, they can yeah. always be reduced. Like you said, you can go 70% of the main load that you were lifting. Yeah. As long as when you reduce, so even I've had to do this after obviously coming back from the illness, which was a great example straight away for that client. You know, I've had to look at it and I've gone, well, cool. I know that I'm not going to be at the same level of strength as what I was. So I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to reduce the weight a little bit, see how that feels, ease myself back in gently. But in the back of my head, I've got, I've done that. So I've literally written on my notes, I've done that weight for this rep range this time, but the best that I performed was this. So I know that I'm moving back to that as quickly as I freaking can. And I'm like, have you got more in the tank? Yes, let's go. Have you got more? Yes, let's go. So I won't hold back. I'll allow myself to build under a level of control. Um, and that's, again, something that people don't do. They don't actually note down, right? This is where I've gone back to, but this is where I was. So I'm going to work my way back to that. I've given myself a target to actually work towards but. I reckon we've we've hit the point on that. So I think we have, mate. 
what, what what was yours, mate? What have you what have you been up to? You said you had something from this week. Well, something from the weekend. This is totally non oh, weekend. Yeah, and this is not non non fitness related. This. Let's go. We like a bit of non fitness. Like this is this is this is. I mean, for those that follow me on Instagram, will be aware of this. But this was my Sunday. I'm not a very not very domesticated man, right? Sunday, right? So we're going. We're looking for. I, I think you are. I think you are. I'm <laughs> not. Absolutely not. Like, I'm not. I'm not Nick Knowles DIY SOS. I'm not him. You know, mate. You've no. done some crafty stuff. No, I'm like, I'm like fucking. I'm like Del Boy. More like Del Boy in the house. Is what I'm like. Uh, lo- local handyman. Literally, fucking hell. Um, so anyway, I'm thinking. You know what? Well, just just wanted some new curtains. So I'm like, oh, go get some new curtains. No problem. Do do the measurements. Do all that. Do what I need to do. Right. We need some need some runners. We've got the the runner, but we need the thing. You know, the attachments for the runner for the. So like, yeah. You know, there, there's me thinking. Yeah, it'd be dead easy. Just there'll be like universal attachments, right? We go take however long to pick the curtains. That took much longer than I thought. Got the curtains. Got <laughs> home. Right, so we'll try, try get these curtains up. Runners don't fit. Things don't fit. Right, so that's 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 number one. So can't even put the fucking curtains up. First and foremost, so I'm already a bit like, oh fucking hell, that was a bit of a waste. But we got them for the bedroom in the living room. So a bit, of, I'm, I haven't given a context here. So we're getting two sets of curtains, one for the bedroom, one for the living room. So the living rooms are no go. Can't put anything in the living room because the runners don't fit. All right, look, we can at least do the bedroom. So that was the compromise. Oh, just get the bedroom up. So I'm there. By the way, how fuck? It's really hard having your your arms up for ages. Overhead, I I hate doing stuff overhead. Painting, it's fucking awesome. it actually so creates tension for me. Like I'm here with a fucking big, no long bit of material. And it's not light. It's quite heavy. Nick Noel sorting clip, stuff out. Yeah. And I clip these things in. I'm thinking, fucking hell, my arms are in bits here. I'm already already a bit like pissed off that I can't fit downstairs. Anyway. <laughs> Get the curtain up. I'm looking at it. And it, it looks shit. It looks crap. I'm looking at it like it just literally just looks like it looks like it looks like a brothel, like a bread bed sheet. You know, you just put like a bed sheet up. Looks like a brothel. I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't show just this. Where she sat down watching TV. She's all right. I'm like, oh, crack on with this. And it, it, so the measurements weren't quite right. It was basically like. Fully stretched. It just looks. It looks shit. And I was like, right, well, can't have that. So then, obviously, I had to take it down. Took it down. I'm already there. so this, this is like two like two hours gone. Thinking, right, my shoulder, my shoulders are in bits. I'm literally like iso- isometric contraction of the delts for fucking ages. I mean, I'm in tatters. Anyway, <laughs> did you have some doms? Uh, no, not quite. No. <laughs> um, so anyway, but go go back to when we were shopping for curtains. So, but bear in mind, curtains waste of time. Waste of time. I'm gone. They're right next to me. Literally, they're here in the in the packet. Yeah. Whilst we were at Donnell, I'm thinking. We, obviously, we moved house six months ago, um, and it's it's a relatively old house, but it's you know nice enough. But we haven't got a new toilet seat yet, and that was like you know it's a bit grim in it, like toilet seat. I was like, right, that's one thing we're going to change. Going to change the toilet seat. So, but now changing the toilet seat, you'd think pretty straightforward, wouldn't you? Yeah. Un- unclip it and put next one on. Pretty much, it's, you know, there's a, there'll be a few nuts and bolts that you need to do. Yeah. Right, so I'm thinking, sound, this will be easy. Speak to the fellow at the thing, all right, just, just want to get a toilet seat. Yeah, just, just you know, they're, they're all pretty universal, so it will be fine. Pick a toilet seat, lovely, lovely, right. So I'm thinking, the curtains are done. I was like, right, at least I can do the toilet seat, at least make some success out. This is Sunday, by the way. I'm thinking, 
get this done and then I can maybe chill out for a bit. The toilet seat that was currently on the toilet took me two and a half hours to get off, right? It, because, because there was such a build-up of lime scale, everything was fucking rusty. Oh, that is my head, my head's in a toilet. My head is in a toilet. I hope you cleaned it first. Of course I did, yeah. Of course I did. But <laughs> I'm there and I'm like, oh my God, this is literally like, I'm spending my Sunday and I, I literally have, and let's be honest, I have no fucking idea what I'm doing here. I don't have an eye. I don't have a clue what I'm doing. Like no, YouTube, no, YouTube no, was no good. YouTube yeah. was no good. Like literally I'm Googling everything, how to remove a toilet that's fucking got lime scale. And literally there was nothing. There was nothing. So I'm there literally with like a wrench, just trying to force the thing off. Literally just trying to, um, my shoulders are in bits. Now my arms are in bits. Mate, I, I lost it. I lost it. I had head loss. And this is why I wanted to bring it up because I'm like, my emotions were all over the gaff. I was, my head had gone. Throw, yeah. throw in, I was, I was gone. Anyway, finally got the toilet off. Finally got it off, toilet seat. Two and a half hours later thinking, like, fucking hell, breakthrough. And you get that little like buzz, don't you? Yeah, that's you know, sense of relief. Like, oh, I can clip the new one on. And that's just like, right, there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Like, we're, right, we're in here. We're in. Get but, stupidly, initially didn't check to see if this toilet seat, because the guy in the toilet, the, the store was like, yeah, it's universal. Didn't fit. Didn't fit. The new one didn't fit. So now I've got the toilet seat off, but I've had to break it, right? Like, there's no putting that old one back on. Yeah. So we didn't have a toilet seat. We literally didn't have a toilet seat. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Right? And we've only got one Thank toilet you. in the house. So I'm there, like, going, what? Fuming, absolutely fuming. It's, get, it's getting to like half eight at night now. This was my Sunday. And I was like, this, this is just not, this isn't, this isn't good. This, this isn't good. Um, so then we had a wobbly toilet for 48 hours. Just like, share that, just like share that with everyone because it's, I think it's important to share those, those kinds of moments. How did you Real. spend your weekend? Yeah, my head was in a toilet for three hours after literally having a fucking meltdown over a pair of curtains. Two pairs. Two pairs of curtains, yeah. You've had an absolute mare, haven't you? So it wasn't great. It wasn't After great. that, I can't even remember what I did at weekend. <laughs> I yeah, to be fair, it was, it was a while ago now, but it's, it's still <laughs> fresh in the memory. But you yeah. know what, right? So this, 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 this is going to come full circle to my point. That actually impacted my mood on Monday and Tuesday this week. Yeah. No, you're, honestly, you're, you're being... I already woke up on Monday and I was just like, I'm still pissed off. I'm still pissed off because I'm looking at my curtains. They're still the shitty purple ones that we've got, which are horrendous. I'm going going for a shit, fucking wobbling all over the gaff because I've got a toilet seat that's, that fits. And I'm thinking, this, Chris, is, just, this, we, is, this is shit. I, I, want, like, I want to refer you to my friend who's like a, um, they, they do like meditation and calm work. I'm going to just, I'm going <laughs> to pass on your number. Is that all right? No, but but this this is what I like. It's one of the moments where I just kind of like, I think it was like Tuesday afternoon where I just kind of like, this is after. I'd now bought a proper toilet seat that fit and was fitted. And I just kind of sat and I thought, well, I wasn't on the toilet. I wasn't sitting on the toilet, but I sat and I thought, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, neither were big issues. Yeah. At all. Yeah. It was just, I, I was, I was so like red mist. It descended. Nothing, nothing was going to get me out of that mood on Sunday night. And I was just like, I look back and I was just like, that's, 
it's, the grand scheme of things, it's not a big deal. The, like when when like, you can look back, it's funny. I remember us um, going through uh, one of the courses that we did, and they said they were talking about this like emotions and when you get when you get annoyed or frustrated with things. They went, just ask yourself this question: if it's going to be something that you can laugh about, you know, like a week later, then it's not worth getting stressed over. And this is something that you can literally laugh about. Like it's it pisses you off so much in the moment, but later on, you literally look back and you're like, oh my god, like what was I doing? I know it's just, but there were so many lessons to be learned so many like just do just do a little bit of research beforehand don't do it on a whim don't be like oh yeah we need this one just go grab one like make sure it fits so if you listen yeah. to this podcast and you're in a position in the near future where you need a new toilet seat make sure you figure out whether it's a fixing from underneath or on top i had a fixing on top i bought a toilet seat that was fixed from the bottom if there's yeah. one thing that you can take from all the podcasts, every single one that we've done, this is Honestly. the one thing that I want you to take away. Yeah. Forget all the votes that we did in the early days, the polls. Yeah. Fuck them, them off. This is the most important thing. Come um, on, then. Let's, uh, let's, let's divert this away from toilet seats then. Um, uh, well, no, I was, I was leaving this in because... Go on. Have you got a, have you got a link? This, this was the second, the second time I was pissed off in a week. And the first, the first time I was pissed off was because of... Tim Spector on Stephen Bartlett's podcast, Go on. which, which, just now when I say pissed off, it just irritated me because of how, and whether people have listened to this or not, I'm I'm sure that people that listen to our podcast will listen to Stephen Bartlett's podcast. I'm sure of it because chances are, yeah, he's yeah. very much you know modern day top podcast like him and you know the high performance podcast and a few others. There's there's plenty of really good ones out there, and Stephen Bartlett. Are you putting us in the same light as them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. RCA DC's were same level, 100%. But the reason why it's pissed me off now is because I thought Stephen Bartlett was better than just trying to clickbait people. Now, he's a very intelligent man. And yeah. the people who he gets on to his podcasts are nine times out of ten very, very good. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not discrediting Tim Spector in any way, shape or form. Like, he's... He's an intelligent far superior, man. Far superior to me in many ways from an intelligence point of view. Um, I feel like he might have been stored away in a box for a bit too long, but that's another <laughs> way. Uh, but anyway, nuts and bolts of it, for those that haven't listened to it, was he talked very heavily on gut health, nutrition, um, digestion, how we need to look after our, our gut better. And... A lot of what he said was so, so, so true and, you know, re really eye-opening, actually, for me. So as much as it pissed me off, it, there was also a lot of stuff where I was like, actually, that, that is, there's a lot of legs to that. I'm actually going to go and do a bit of research into that. Like the, um, I can't think what it was called now, the gut. The gut, gut microbiome. Yeah, microbiome, yeah. Gut, gut microbiome and stuff like that, which, you know, like the, the so fascinating that, like, the gut microbiome, all put together is like the same weight as your brain. It's like yes, yeah. and a half or two pounds, which is like really frightening when you think about it. Um, like all imagine, for anyone listening, thinking what the hell's got microbiome? Imagine like um, a little army of minuscule workers, mm. um, you know, working away basically inside your gut to help you with your digestion and everything. Yeah, think of like all the minions from Despicable Me. Yes, that's a think great of all analogy. of them in your uh, gut doing all the work for you. But all um, them minions as well, all of them. All of them. That's what that's what they look like as well. Like even, even, like. even Kevin. Even Kevin. He's yeah, him. Him. Um, 
but he 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 made some very outlandish quotes and and um really really and again this was really cleverly marketed by Stephen Bartlett and his media team and whether it was designed but like that or not in terms of he wanted him to be as um out there yeah I'm not gonna say the word brutal I'm trying to think the word is um trying to be controversial controversial yeah, yeah. he was he was, I think he was really trying to be controversial to a sell his books first and foremost and yeah. b probably just just get his name spoken about exactly like we are now so he's been very successful in that yeah. um which is you know part and parcel of how Instagram and you the use of social media is but he said the the, the words Along these lines, it wasn't a direct quote of basically the well, there was two. Was one was calorie counting doesn't work, that's a fact. When there's a you know, I, I put a post about this like this hundreds of thousands of anecdotal evidence, people, me being one of them, whereby it does work in terms of weight loss. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. He said it doesn't it doesn't work in terms of weight loss. And you don't need to count calories. And he's right there. You don't need to count calories. But he basically said tracking calories or counting calories is a fad and a myth and it doesn't work, which isn't technically true. And he, he outright said it as a fact. And don't know what your views are on it, but my views are, no, you don't, no, you don't need to count calories. Absolutely not. But essentially, in order to lose weight, you have to be in a calorie deficit. There has to be a negative energy balance. It did, it um, did say that to be fair, didn't it, in terms of the calorie deficit side of things? But it, it did, yeah, but it, that term of yeah. counting calories does not work, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a, and that's a matter of fact, that's that's the bit. It's where like somebody's going to pick that up and yeah. run with it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Pick, that, that's the problem. That's, that's, the, yeah, that's my point. That's the issue. Yeah. Um, People believe like, it. The believe the word instantly, unlike how we've approached it, is we've actually, like we spoke about before coming on here, we spoke about the message behind what he was saying. Like yeah. people are going to take that, like you say, and run with it. But actually, the message he's saying that calorie counting alone doesn't work, obviously, you know, for, for long term fat loss. Because for me, the underlying message that I took away from that, what he's saying, off the weight loss, sorry, what he was saying was, you know, you have to obviously improve the quality of your food, like we obviously speak about with our clients. Like, you know, calorie deficit alone, I completely agree, is not freaking healthy. It's not healthy. But if you're in a calorie deficit and you have a, you know, a focus and understanding on the quality of the food that's coming in, now you're in a good place. Now you're going down the lines of health. And I think that was the message that he was getting at was that there's a lot of people out there that will just, oh, just get in a calorie deficit, just get in a calorie deficit, mate. But if they just get in a calorie deficit, eating pizzas all day long, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to literally, they're like like he touches on the gut microbiome and how that obviously yeah. affected like anxiety, depression. That individual, whether they lose weight or not, is going to be fucked. Yeah, and, and that that was, and that, that's, that's a good reason why I brought this up because that, yeah. for me, was the way he delivered this was not very good. Yeah. For me, he didn't connect all these different things. He made really brash statements, which, yeah, I'm sure, you know, well, they were true. They are true. But the way that he delivered them and didn't connect them is going to scare people off, is going to pose more questions than answers. 
and confuse people even more who are already confused. And I think that's that's where the big issue is for me. There was a hell of a lot of stuff in there that's like 100%, 100%, 100%. Do we need to eat more fruit and veg? Fucking hell yes. Do we need to create a calorie deficit to lose weight? Yes. If you yeah. stay in a calorie deficit for the rest of your life, you will die because of that calorie deficit. You will die because of malnutrition. 100% agree with that. But if you're going to stay in a calorie deficit the rest of your life, then that's just daft. 100% agree with that. But he didn't approach it in a way that was like, you can use these tools, i.e. calorie counting, in order to create a calorie deficit, in order to reach a certain goal, and then come back up to maintenance or go into a, a slightly so different I, form of form yeah. of, um, nutrition strategy. It was literally just like, it's this or it's this. There's no in-between. Yeah. Yeah, and there very much yeah. is in-between. And that was just very much ignored and not discussed. And yeah. I don't think... Now, Stephen Bartlett's an extremely um, intelligent man and his interviewing skills are very, very, very good. I don't think he dug into that connection enough for me on reflection of it. And I listened to this about a week ago and spoken to a lot of people about it. I think if he would have dug into that a little bit more, like Stephen Bartlett was, the way that he was responding was almost as if like, oh my God, you've blown my mind. I'm taking that as gospel. Yes, yeah, yeah. Only, I agree. There was only the odd question where he was like, "But what about this, this idea?" I think he <laughs> asked like one or two of those questions. All the others were just like, "Oh my god, like you've blown my mind!" Right, I'm now going to get rid of all the the, the supplements. Yeah. I've got. It's like, well, yeah, he said if, that as well. Yeah. yeah, if you're deficient in one of those things, then that's really going to help you. You can use those supplements. Okay, yes, a lot of them, and we'll agree, are literally just money making. 100 yeah. but there are well, with that as well though like you said if you're deficient in one now this is where people go wrong people take the supplements without doing any research into themselves without having their own blood mm. results anything like that they just go oh yeah i think i need this and they go and have it they again they do stuff off the back of gospel or let's be honest as well which i mean you know for a lot of people why are they not to trust them but you know a lot of people do it off the back oh my doctors told me this yes but your doctor's margins okay mm. for saying when you're you know deficient in something or saying when you've got you know you're, you're in a normal range are way way bigger than any health professional because they get paid for giving you this shit <laughs> so it's as simple as that isn't it? it is it's digging deeper it's having that understanding and one thing that actually you know really bugged me and i don't know if it bugged you um but like you say he's talking about all this stuff calorie deficit all that and you know and stephen bartlett's chipping in and he's saying you know, um, the understanding of like where the, where they're at, you know, and he talks about his friends and they've been part of this group and they've not been losing weight, but they've been, you know, all communicating and stuff. And then obviously he's getting all this information and then partway through the podcast, he starts advertising Huel fucking shakes. Now that, I was literally, I was like, what the fuck? Like, okay, I don't know enough about Huel shakes, but I know enough about shakes. And what he's basically doing there is then promoting a fucking shake diet, you know, to people. And I'm just literally sitting there shaking my head going, oh my God, like, this is just a, this is just a, a, literally for people that are not in the know, this is like a nuclear explosion of people going, right, I can't do calorie deficit. I'm not, calorie counting doesn't work. We'll get onto the other subject of them saying that exercise doesn't work for fat loss as well. You know, and then we've got Huel Shakes been advertised. I was like, oh my days. Yeah, I'm going to have fun talking with Chris on the podcast. And honestly, and, like, and this is the thing, like, it, it, we, we, me and you, fitness professionals are fucking confused. Yep. We don't know which fucking way to turn now. Well, obviously yep. we do because we, we've we got the, the mm -hmm. knowledge, but even we're like, how do we digest this stuff? 
forgive yeah, me. Well, and also how, how, how do we digest this in yeah. all like just like we're doing now to try and educate people to not be scared about it when there's all of these mixed messages in the space of one hour it's like somebody listens to that who's not as educated as me and you is going to go wow what the fuck am i supposed to think now because the massive a massive part of tim Spector's point was talking about ultra processed food you yeah. cannot get any more ultra processed than a huel shake i'm sorry you can't like there's there's no whole food in that at and all. Do you know what's ultra, funny it's powder it's chemical right so yeah. How can we go from talking about ultra processed food to then an advert about Huel with Stephen Bartlett saying how much it's changed his nutrition and his life? Bullshit. And I think it came, I think it came on the back of them talking about the supplements as well, which made me laugh even more. Literally. And I was like, uh, it's it's looking, this is the thing, right? We can read between the lines. And this is what I was going to say to you. How much of that podcast was made solely for marketing purposes, right? They're getting marketing right now by us talking about it and you yeah, know, exactly. you're pulling it apart. And like you said, we're not mocking them. I mean, for two phenomenally successful, phenomenally knowledgeable people, but they're using their powers in one particular place. And it's having, you know, I guess it needs people like us and other people in the industry to also digress this message to help people not just take it as gospel, but be able to read between the lines themselves and then make their own decisions, which will come on to what the actual message was behind the podcast. You know, but yeah, it's um, poor. And like you said as well, I mean, the comment as well, exercise doesn't help fat loss, right? Or, or weight loss, sorry. Uh, I'm too used to saying fat loss. Exercise doesn't help. It was one of the comments that he said, and, and Stephen Butler said, was like, oh my God, what, what do you mean? Like I've been exercising for ages now. The, the, the key thing behind this is exercise alone doesn't help weight loss, right? Exercise alone doesn't, hands down. It's like we say, exercise is 10% of your effing result, right? And we put that message across there so often because how many people go, oh, yeah, you know, I, I, I can't train, so there's no point in me doing any coaching. I'm like, you can't train. All right, cool. Well, that's great. What about 90-odd percent? And if by the way, if you got walking daily, you're probably working at 95% of your optimal. So actually going to a gym and training and doing – resistance is actually going to be the, the final five percent you know what people don't see is the bigger picture of their actual outcome you know exercise i understood what you said you know it does it spikes hunger like i know that you know that when you train intent with, with intention and with purpose like that you do feel slightly more hungry after it but that is why your training goes hand in hand with your nutrition and that is where the power of that nutrition being in a state of control with whole foods will lead to less cravings and will actually lead to less hunger and lead to a better result and more fulfilled life for you and also better happiness uh better gut microbiome all these kind of stuff it will all link but that's what they failed to do for me on that podcast they failed to link all of this together and instead left people with the message of calorie counting doesn't work and exercise for fat for weight loss doesn't work um, i was like now this message needs pulling apart and the truth needs to come out to help people again be able to see the real message that was in there yeah and i think i think that they've They've probably taken it from a view of he was very, very um, consistent in his message regarding, you know, um, the the gut health and how important it is for fighting against disease, you know, cancers and, you know, long term illness and so on and so Mm -hmm. forth, which is which, you know what? Yeah, we need more of that shit out there. We do. like we, We need more information about what processed foods actually doing to people longer term. If that message is packaged up in a in the right way in an understandable way in a non-confusing way we're starting you know 
that's a good start, basically. Yeah. yeah. But the way it was packaged up was, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's if this is the fitness industry taking the message and then trying to crowbar it into the fitness space. But obviously, naturally, like the reason why I came across the podcast was because one of my clients was like, should I listen to this or should I not? Because I don't want it to confuse me, which, by the way, is brilliant. Like That's actually like a really open minded client there by going, I need you to tell me whether this is. And I said, you know, go and listen to it. I'll listen to it and we'll have a conversation about it because then we can have literally the conversation that we might need to. Didn't realize it would open this amount of can of worms, but it would for me the message was so broad and just yeah so so broad but then certain things were just so so brash and in the way like i said the way he delivered it i'm not i'm, I'm not delivering this very well funnily <laughs> the way that he delivered it was so direct and like factual from the way that he was speaking people are going to take that away and go fucking hell right i'm not gonna exercise now because if, what's the point what's the point of me not exercising like already like the most obese <laughs> country in the fucking world we don't need more excuse to people to sit on their fucking ass like just be a bit more careful with how you deliver it and explain that like and he did he did say exercise is important for mental health people are like well fucking i'm not gonna do it for mental health it's all right like yeah. They're just not like they, they need they need they need to hear that exercise is really important for longevity of life and you know to fight against illness alongside just like you said a really good well balanced nutrition strategy that's eighty percent whole foods with a little bit of process. It's not a case of just going totally eradicating processed food. You know we we say that eighty twenty rule is a really solid foundation of your nutrition. Eighty percent whole food, twenty percent processed means you can carry on living totally normal life, enjoying the foods that you enjoy, doing what you do physically, whether that's playing football or going out for runs or going and attending the gym. If you package that up and you're really balanced with that, you're you're ultimately going to get to where you want to get to, but you've got to be consistent with it. None of those messages were spoken about. Yeah. None of them were. It wasn't like put these hand in hand. It was calorie counting doesn't work. Neither does exercise. Fuck off, mate. Like, try and connect the dots a little bit and just deliver it in a bit more of a, a human way. And that, that was one thing that, that I really struggled with. He was very, very professor. Like, yeah, I was just going to say there's everything's a lot of based. Everything's, oh, well, yeah. we did a study on 20 rats. It's like, right, okay, I'm not a rat. Yeah. There's, a, there's like 60 million people in the country. Like, I beg to differ. <laughs> Well, there's a few rats. There, Can you imagine? There's a few. There's a few rats knocking about. But do you know what I mean? I'd like to transfer that information to a, you know, and, and to generalize it to 65 million people, whatever it is. It's like that's yeah. that's pretty pretty extreme. And I, I don't know. I, I just I, I'm I, I was really worried in the first instance that people are just going to really start like now. And you know, we've we've seen the backlash on. On in, well, I have, I don't know if the people listening have, I've seen a lot of backlash and a lot of other people have come out and basically had very similar viewpoints that we've got. Um, and I'll, I want to be really open and honest here. Whenever these things come up, I'm always really open-minded about them. Yeah. yeah. But I went into that podcast really open-minded and I will 100% agree with a lot of what he says in terms <laughs> of we need to eat better quality food. 100%. We all yeah. do. It's fact. It's, that is a matter of fact. That is a matter of fact. Um but the way that he delivered it, I just don't think was 
was as good as it could have been. And I don't think Stephen Bartlett's interviewing strategy was very good. That was that, and that, that's got nothing to do with fitness and nutrition. But I just think he could have been a bit better. But yeah, it just it just could have plugged. He's not going to listen to me, is he? I think no, he's not going to listen to you. No, but I think he was more sort of part of how he just you know. He was very much in agreement, and like you said, very much like, oh my God, wow, rather than being maybe more question- questionable about it. But again, like, okay, we don't know his level of knowledge, so to speak, on health and fitness. So maybe he was actually, maybe he, that was genuine and he was actually taken back by it, like, oh my God. But that's the worrying thing that if someone like that is also like that, then we know that, you know, 90% of the population is also like that, which is obviously the aim of us just doing this podcast, hopefully just bringing it back to the real world. And like you just said, just saying basically the message behind it is guys like eating better quality food, eating whole foods. If the food is living in some ways, if it if it grows, okay, if it's like a leafy vegetable, something like that, if it literally grows on a tree, comes out of the ground like that, it is a growing piece, of, or it was at some point a growing piece of produce, that is a whole food. If it is, you know, something that is packaged up that lasts for days and days and days, okay, then it is processed, <laughs> okay? So sticking more towards the whole foods. And please do not take the message away that being, um, what is it, that calorie counting and, um, you know, exercise does not work for weight loss it doesn't work solely alone um you know by itself as in like you know without doing properly without having the proper guidance and understanding behind it but like we know and have proven time and time again with results from clients and stuff like that it 100 does work um and yeah it's just about it's just about having that level of understanding and anything like this like we've said many times in the past on any big uh big things that come out there in the industry like just question them like you've got to go in, A, go in with an open mind, like Chris has said, but go in with an open mind. But then the stuff that you're hearing, don't sit there going, oh my God, really? Just ask a little deeper question. Like, is that really so? Like, what, what are they actually saying here? What's the message behind it? But yeah, I mean, look, it was a great podcast. Like you say, it can massively be improved. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of truth as well, a lot of you know, really good information there. It just needed to be delivered in a different way. So to be but, fair, there, that there's a lot of stuff that have come out that I'm now like I'm actually really interested in that. It's like right. talk about like the fermented foods, mm-hmm. how good that is for you for, for your gut. Um and 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 that's something that I'm actually now kind of like, actually, that's probably something I should look into. Yeah. So, th- so th- these things, they do spark interest, but that was that was a relatively small part of the of the podcast, and that's something that I'll, I'll take moving forward. Yeah. So I, I think it's, yeah, there was a few rants in there, but and just going back to the the calorie counting thing, something that I, I didn't mention was you don't you don't need to count calories to lose weight. Yeah. He's right there. Like, you, like or it doesn't work, but you don't need, it, yes, it's a strategy, but also there are other strategies like the you know partial control. <laughs> like you, you know, there's other ways that you can lose weight. You don't need to track calories. That's another thing. Don't don't feel like oh my god, that's the only way I can do it. Listen yeah. to this. Like we'll be fully transparently. I've got clients that literally don't track at all. Yeah, I've got clients that track it. I'm not going to say to the nth degree, but they track pretty thoroughly, and that works for them. So it totally depends on you as an individual, what your goals are, what you're looking to achieve. And that's whereby communication, we'll go right back to the thing that you mentioned at the start, communication is massive when you do have someone that you work with that's trying to support you in, in achieving something. So <coughs> don't, don't, don't yeah. always rely on podcasts and social media to set yourself up because you'll end up yo-yoing and that's never good. Yep. And do you know what? We can add to that uh, just as we wrap this up now. If there's, if there's anything that you want us to cover 
all listen to just like we have done here we've just given like a very very honest opinion and hopefully a, a, an invaluable breakdown uh you know for you guys and if anyone hasn't listened to it i'd imagine on the back of this you'll probably go and listen to it to see what me and chris are talking about um and please do as well it's you know like i say it's very informative but hopefully now you can also read between the lines on a lot of it uh but yeah other than that like i, say, I hope that you found this invaluable uh look forward to seeing you all next week don't forget you can share the podcast as well be much much appreciated you can follow us on whatever platform you are on um, our Instagram handles are at robabbis.rca and at chrismeek.rca if you are a listener that comes over and follow us drop us a little message let us know who you are say hello um, and other than that we will be back next week for another episode thank you very much cheers everyone